You are listening to the Simpsons Watch Along Podcast. I'm your host, The Peach Machine. Alongside me is my co-host, as he is every week, Mr. Dabble Dab, a.k.a. English Bob. What's up, buddy? I was going to try to say something British, but I couldn't think of anything real quick because I just woke up. But uh, I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, drink some coffee-flavored Beverine and get your ass in gear because we got a Simpsons episode to watch. And we've got a special guest on the line who I hope didn't mute himself. Well, there he goes. Dr. Joyce Brothers, are you with us? I am, and I brought my own mic. Excellent, excellent. All right, that's your only line. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll talk to you guys later. Uh, Mr. Burns, I believe you had an evil tirade you wanted to go on. <laughs> All right, so we've got Dr. Joyce Brothers on the line with us. He's joining us today, and you picked out an episode for us to, to watch along to. You, you chose episode The Last Exit to Springfield. Why'd you choose this one? Um, you know, it's a classic. Uh, it's probably one of the top five or ten best episodes ever Ooh. uh you know so not a stretch to to review or any or watch along with yeah uh, I, didn't, I didn't want to go too obscure there's a lot of episodes that have some stuff that i, I you know find really funny but probably don't hold up as a worthwhile 22 minutes of your time so i, I thought this was a pretty good example you telling me season 12 Simpson Safari is not worth 22 minutes of your time. That's exactly what I'm telling you. <laughs> uh, Dabble Dab, um, Dr. Joyce Brothers here. He, he's a big fan of, of Mr. Burns. Is that your favorite secondary character? I know you're a big Burns and a big Skinner fan. Yeah, B- Burns and Skinner are probably my two faves. Yeah, yeah, there's some there's some great stuff from from both of them, so we're gonna enjoy this episode. Dab, what what are your feelings on this episode? You remember this one a lot? Dental plan. That's the first thing that comes to mind when I think of this one. It's so quotable. It's incredible, and it's got a ton of great lines. And yeah, I I, I rewatched this a couple nights ago, and I was just like, this this one's killer. And I you know not we're not gonna grade it right now, but we're gonna watch it and give it a grade at the end. Then we're gonna rank it. But I th- I have I have high hopes for this one. So oh, yeah. That, yeah, season four season four is like we are really hitting our stride here, and so it's good to get back. We've been doing a lot of season twelve. It's nice to go back here. Totally agree. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you chose this one for us. And so we're going to give you the countdown, the convoluted uh, multi-start <laughs> countdown here. So everyone's ready. We're going to press play in three, two, one. Press play at this moment right now. All right. So my audio will be up just a little bit so that you guys can hear a little bit. But if you want to go ahead and kill yours down as low as you can tolerate it. Mud is not one of the four food groups, you know. They yeah, started I, I, out. I, I like that that open with Bart on the chalkboard. With mud is not one of the four food groups. I I feel like that's a precursor to uh, who shot Mr. Burns, where Marge asked Bart to solve the mystery of who put the mud in the freezer. <laughs> <laughs> who wants chocolate ice cream? Me, me, me. me. I've never put yeah. that together, but yeah. Oh, and the, and the alien monster face a- ate them. So if you're watching along, the credits are rolling right now. Uh, yeah, we got some feedback on our last episode. What do you think about that, Dabble Dab? Oh, the one-star rating on iTunes? I thought it was the first. 
<laughs> uh, this is one of the greatest McBain moments of all time. This guy I, I is like just swing. This McBain, you know, kind of mirrors Arnold Schwarzenegger's uh, turn as Mr. Freeze with the ice to see you line. Exactly. This proved to be prescient. I don't know that he ever actually said ice to see you in Batman and Robin, but it, it's, there's probably about 40 ice puns. So, yeah, it's relevant. And the guy's sneaking the cake. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Shot to death. Oh. I, I love when he shoots the cello player. <laughs> Deserved. Oh, everyone hates the cello. I like, oh, I yeah. like how big McBain is and how tiny that ice sculpture was. <laughs> If there was a drug realistic, I I would do it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) This is what. Oh, there's red haired Lenny. Lenny. (laughs) (laughs) Falls to his death. Had they introduced Lenny at this point? I mean, yeah, he, Lenny's all over this episode. Yeah, Lenny's pretty prominent in this one. He's got that diamond in his tooth. Yeah. Temporarily. Oh, boy. I I, I just I paid for dental insurance for the first time this year. Hey, you're all grown up now. I, I can't wait. Actually, I just I'm going to avoid the dentist again, so I don't know why I'm bothered. <laughs> you neglected to even call it a dental plan. Well, do we ever learn about Burns's father? Well, that's him right there. Yeah, I know, but do do we, uh, hard <laughs> goons? For- Adam, what more do you need to know? <laughs> I didn't. I don't think I noticed that uh, there was also doppelgangers of Crusher and Low Blow for Burns's father. Yeah, yeah, those are their 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 parents. Hey, we get a Bosch Flimshaw there. <laughs> this one's full of some good nonsense words. Uh, Kent Brockman on the smart line, Argle Bargle or Fufarella. Yeah, that's the smart line. The smart line <laughs> scene is is the best scene in this I, whole episode. I guess we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, though. Yeah. Sorry, I'll stay on task. Stay on target. Wrong nerd fandom. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Anthony Perkins was supposed to voice this dentist, but he died before right. completing the role. So, I think it was just Hank Azaria. Yeah. Who's Anthony they, Perkins? He played Norman Bates in Psycho. Oh, okay. I think he was in all the Psycho sequels. <laughs> I, I'm not sure if if I learned this from Bart or if I had previously thought this from Bart, but that's absolutely what I thought a spray paint can sounded like. A baby's tooth. Yeah. I don't know I'm going to guess that the Simpsons is. probably put that in your head rather than the other way around. Yeah, that's probably right. <laughs> if you thought of that on your own, you are a sick individual. <laughs> but when I was a kid, I remember I was looking through a drawer. 
and I found a box that had all of my mom's baby teeth in it. She had kept them. That's terrifying. It was weird. It's like Marge keeping Millhouse's teeth. <laughs> Why do you keep showing us those? She would. She would show them to me periodically. I liked uh, Lisa's line, I'll be socially unpopular. More so. <laughs> right. Uh, Lisa's actually a pretty strong character in this episode, which is out of character for her. Homer hates that iron yuppie. <laughs> I hope they kill that iron yuppie. Homer, Lisa needs braces. Don't worry. I'm going to dental plan in the Craig of 88. That's where I got this car. No. Lenny was around even back in 88. <laughs> yeah. There's my burrito. And Joe's catering also caters the, the current strike. That's <laughs> it's, it's all they cater strikes. I use the where's my burrito line all the time. You eat a lot of burritos. I, I do. I had a breakfast burrito yesterday and I was cheering. <laughs> where's my burrito as I put it together. Uh, I saw those, the photo. Uh, <laughs> it's one of those random lines that I say in and out of context all the time. Oh, this is epic line. (laughs) They they let it play like the perfect amount of times. (laughs) It's so many times. And while the line itself is funny, I remember so many kids at school repeating that incessantly after this episode would air. <laughs> it's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Absolutely. But it's just a great illustration of how stupid Homer is. And I feel like they kind of made him smarter as the years went along. I liked it when he was just this incredibly oafish. Back when he was Captain Wacky. <laughs> oh, this, so, sure wouldn't have what you up here. We used to call Jimmy Shirk. He used to have a a, a weird uh, single tooth in front. He's a listener. Hey, what's up, Bulldog? And uh, we he used to do that line for us. He'd be like, "I sure wouldn't have old Choppy here." <laughs> but he just had like one freak tooth as a kid. Played right along with it. You do a pretty good Appalachian hillbilly. Oh, thank you. Well, I did live in Appalachia for two years. Is Tennessee is Knoxville, Appalachia? This is one of the first instances of Burns not knowing who Homer is, right? Uh, I don't think it is. It's got to be pretty close, though. It's it's never like they've never made as big of a deal of it than they just did. This is. I love Lisa here. <laughs> Just totally Don Finucci fantasy. This is. I'm sure this is Godfather something or other. This is. He's dressed like Don Finucci in Godfather Two, which okay. is the flashback portion of Godfather Two with Bob De Niro. Oh, Bobby D. Yeah. Myself. 
Good one or the bad one? Which one's the one that everyone hates? Three? Godfather three. That's that's the worst one. Uh, ironically, Simpsons had a joke about Godfather three good version existing. They just re released oh, a, right. a new a new version of Godfather and everybody still hated it. <laughs> I, I love the bit about trading the doorstop for a Danish. Yeah. Well you really done for me lately. These predate stainless steel. These predate stainless steel. I had to wear a headgear braces when I was a kid. It was humiliating. Did you wear it to school? Yeah, I had to wear it to school like two days a week. I was like, this is the worst. I really like, I really like the animation at Homer doing those calisthenics trying to get the sugar yeah. daddy off of his back. How did that sugar daddy get back there, do you think? <laughs> it's, apparently, it's a recurring problem for him. Right. Yeah, this is great, Homer being a doofus. Completely completely misses everything right in front of him. And it just works out for him. It's so good. And a little gay panic thrown in as well. <laughs> yeah. Homer is... Actually, he says he's a little curious, so he's bi-curious. <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean he just doesn't want to be bi curious with Mr. Burns? I use the backdoor shenanigans line a lot. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Tools are all amazing. <laughs> They're all like Klingon technology. I'm going to gas you. <laughs> I remember I had to have a procedure done when I was like 10 and they had to gas me, but I was freaking out so bad that like I wasn't breathing in the gas right. So I never went under. And like, there's just like four doctors holding me down while they're trying to gas me. And one of them, oh I could God. hear, I could hear he's like, he's frightening the other patients because I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> well, what would you have done? It was something like minor, but you know, just being a giant pussy, I was freaking out about it. I'm glad actually, we talked over the Beatles bit. I actually started to regret picking this episode because of that that hallucination sequence. Yeah, we're not fans of the Beatles. Yeah, not me neither. It is Lisa's second hallucination this season, I believe, because this is the, the same episode where they go to Duff Gardens and she hallucinates and drinks the water, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. The shot of her shadow with the monstrous headgear on it, though, is amazing. The uh, oh, yeah. Batman homage? Mm -hmm. Great. I love this culture that looks like Burns. <laughs> I, I know you do. <laughs> Good. This is the largest TV in the free world. 
<laughs> Burns hates that t- channel. This thousand monkeys working in a thousand pets. Soon, delivered in the greatest novel known to me. <laughs> it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. You stupid monkeys. <laughs> So this is actually ba- the monkey's typing is actually based on something called the infinite monkey theorem, where if you give a monkey a typewriter an infinite amount of time, it will eventually replicate every work of fiction or every work of literature known to man. And yeah, Burns multiplied. I thought it was just Shakespeare. Is, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's Shakespeare. But I think they said the works of Shakespeare. But ultimately, if it, you know, if it's infinite amount of time, it would not just be limited to Shakespeare. Right. But they they did a real experiment with like some baboons or something, and they just typed five pages of the letter S and then smashed the typewriter with a rock and shit all over it. <laughs> well, yeah, but you know that wasn't a long enough timeline. <laughs> So I think the monkey is supposed to be, you know, uh, a metaphor, not a literal monkey. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) The immediate comeuppance to overconfidence is always great on The Simpsons. Yeah. (laughs) The revisit. Ooh. And Burns is, you know, sometimes can't lift a sponge or a piece of paper, but he just survives like a 20-foot fall from a helicopter. Right. <laughs> just enjoying some coffee. I, I like that they don't go any further with that. The, it's just that one quick scene. That there's no other explanation. How come we never got more Quigley? <laughs> I love this one. <laughs> just horrified by a little girl's braces. <laughs> I think that's the only Skinner we get in this episode. It's pretty lackluster, which is a shame. (laughs) (laughs) They're so stupid. They just start kicking his ass. (laughs) This one's a really good good episode showing all the mob mentality of how quick everybody is to just go nuts. Right. I'm waiting. Which happens... As soon as the power goes out at the end, too, everybody immediately starts looting. Yeah. Which, I guess, isn't too far-fetched anymore these days. Yeah, correct. The Lisa song is my buddy Cooper's like favorite thing ever in The Simpsons. I don't know why. I, I, I do. I agree. I like Lisa's song. Not my favorite thing ever, but I, I like Lisa's song in this one. Yeah, it's good. And Lenny's a big fan of classical gas. <laughs> Probably Grandpa Simpson's greatest meandering story. Which was his style at the 
I say give me five Bs for a quarter pretty frequently. I do. Uh, you need work. to make change of a quarter often, do you? <laughs> <laughs> I work with the guy. You find on the sidewalk. He he's honestly just meandered storied for like an hour, and they just go nowhere. They just spiral off into other stories. He's like sixty years old, and he will just bounce from one story, and he'll name all these people I'm supposed to know. And he's like, you know, so and so over at the, you know, police station. It's like, no. <laughs> I hate when people do that. I hate when people just go, and um, you know, and, and then Steve said, and I'm like, I don't know who the fuck Steve is. Yeah. I wonder if these chords that they animate Lisa doing are correct. I mean, it looked like she was really playing classical guitar there, so they. Yeah. You no. Know. It's Joe's catering again. <laughs> I, I, I would not have. I would not have picked up on that. I don't think if you hadn't pointed that out. I know when Lyle Landley was playing the piano, they specifically brought someone in to play the music that they animated him playing. So it wouldn't surprise me if they didn't make that as accurate as possible. Yeah, they were notorious for like nailing things. I like when Burns <laughs> said, we talked over the line, he said, he's the, thinks he's the cock of the walk. He'll be the cock of nothing. Yeah, then a kind of a, a look to Smithers over there. Yeah. Insinuating uh, Smithers' sexual preference. Right. Here we go. Here, here we go. Rockman's already had an ass full of her. <laughs> <laughs> I love the immediate note from the director. Don't talk to this idiot. No one will be spared. No one. Kent Rockman's so casual. He's great. Yeah. Kenny Brocklestein. Oh yeah. Did we talk over the beer and coffee and watermelon line? <laughs> no. It's, oh, we did. Yeah, that was when they were at Burns' house. And Homer just pisses all over one of Burns' rooms. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's almost, a line I from Moby Dick. Oh, okay. <laughs> And here's the immediate rights. <laughs> Round three of the Lisa song. I know they struck gold with this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is this the only instance of Lisa playing the guitar ever? Yeah, this Grinch, this Grinch Burns thing is really good too. They nailed the facial expression. Yeah, Smithers looks like the dog too. Yeah, this one's full of nonsense words. 
cap dabblers. The only funny thing Curly's ever done. You're not a Curly fan? I was a Mo Man. Bald Mo. <laughs> a good Mo Man in the morning, too, yeah. <laughs> Mo is their leader. I'm a Shemp man myself, but I appreciate Curly's talents. <laughs> Oh man, good finish to a great episode. This is a good one. Yeah, I like the that they they set up the invisible braces earlier. So when the episode's over, we don't have to continuously see Lisa in braces anymore. Right, right. That literally was Dr. Joyce Brothers' only line. They had to have had more and cut it or something. I didn't realize that she was that was actually her. They're like, come to the Simpsons. We got one line for you, and it's a complete throwaway. We never refer to you ever again. Well, it's similar to her cameo in Naked Gun. She's in the announcing booth, and I don't believe she even has a line there. Mm. All right. Well, now it's everyone's favorite part of the episode is when we rate the episode. We give it a letter grade and decide how good it was. I'm, I pre, I penciled in a, a letter grade for you, Dabble Dab, but we're going to let our our guest, uh, Dr. Joyce Brothers, who did bring his own mic, um, go first. Give it a letter grade. Now, let me set this up. You're a harsh critic of most things. So I'm I'm going to be surprised, but I you, you you sort of opened the episode and kind of tipped your hand. So I, I have an idea. What do you think there? What, what's your what's your letter grade? This is this is to Doctor Joyce Brothers. Oh yes, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I give this one an A. An A. I, I think, yeah, I, I think it's a. I think it's an all time Hall of Fame episode. It's st- right. It still holds up. It's still funny today as it was, you know, 20 years ago when it aired or whatever. Yeah, I don't know when this one did air. Actually, we were probably yeah. looking closer to 30, I guess. But yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. one that's, that was four. funny when it came out and it's still funny and it's got a bunch of great moments. Right. Yeah, an amazing episode. Dabs, what do you think? You know, we... we- joke about everyone's favorite part of the episode because we thought no one would care what we think about rating or ranking them but the thing is people love lists is what i've come like every youtube video is top 10 this or top five worst this so people do love lists i can't believe how wrong i was but i'm what did you pencil me in for i'm curious i've already got my rating i penciled you in as a straight a I'm going B plus. No. Yep. Good B plus. Right okay. Well, let's hear your 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 reasoning. I'm just trying to think of where I'm going to put this once we've watched like a hundred episodes, and I don't think it's going to be. Well, it's already not going to be probably in my top fifteen, and so I can't give something that's going to be outside of the top fifteen an A. 
Okay. I mean, but I really liked the episode. I, I think it's an amazing episode in the period of the Simpsons that I, I really love four to eight is like my go-to um, zone. Mm-hmm. And it's a great episode, but I'm just based on that. I have to give it a B plus. Okay. Uh, fair. Fair. Um, not even in your you have a fine a finite number of A's. I well, think you should. I think you know, like the top ten or so should be A's. I I, I think quality is quality, though. You know, and when you have what seven hundred episodes, even if you have fifty A's, that's not that high of a percentage. You're not wrong. You're not wrong, but neither of you are. Neither, <laughs> neither of you are actually correct. I am. What's the line? Uh, uh, one of one of you is what's what's the line they use in NASA? One of you is more factually correct. The best time well, is correct. Here's the thing: I'm looking at my top episodes list already, and it's it's screwed up from the get go. Like there are episodes, <laughs> there's episodes in my top ten right now. I'm like, why did I put that ahead of this episode? So it's all screwed up. But I'm sticking with my B plus. I, I, right. I do really like the episode. All right. Well, where do you think I put it? Uh, I think you probably gave it an A. You're close. I gave it an A plus. What? I mean, this is damn near a perfect episode. I, it, it stands the test of time. It is has hilarious characterization from Homer. It, it puts Homer in the perfect light of somehow he gets in control. Some, but he's a complete boob. We we get us a, a great B story with the dentist. Hilarious stuff with with the with the 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 equipment that he's going to use to chisel Lisa's tooth teeth away. I, it's it's a perfect episode. It's not why, why would he one. need any of those tools for braces? Who cares? <laughs> this happy little character is known as the gouger. What could that thing have possibly done? Gouge. I've always wondered things. how the gouger would actually be applied. It, do, it doesn't even look like it could practically do anything. The right, uh, right. the little the little spikes on the side would protect <laughs> you from the spinning blade. <laughs> that, true but you know you, you you poke them in there and then it grinds away i don't know it doesn't matter i thought it was damn amazing episode lisa's song is epic and you're yeah. and cooper's correct like that song is is hilarious the lisa need braces dental plan line is one of the most quotable lines of all time homer doing the curly shuffle at the end is amazing uh, wow. it, it, it's just got a bunch of great stuff and it's yeah it's right in their wheelhouse of perfection um, so I'm going A plus. I I kind of agree um, with our guest here that there can be way more than ten A's. Like I think there's probably a hundred A's, and yeah. this is one this is one of their killers, man. This is this You're is right. You you but, swayed me a little bit on this because once you say that this is the Simpsons characters distilled down to what they really are. Homer is the boob. Lisa is like the heart of the thing out there playing guitar burns is evil marge is there supporting and you get just enough of the side cast uh characters to just like skinner you only need five seconds of skinner right like, that's and, all you need when you have such strong uh other characters like lenny getting punched in the back of the head like that's all you need of lenny just that one visual <laughs> gag but yeah I, I think you're right i could i'm gonna slide this one up to an a you convinced me all right, good. Yeah, I, good I think idea. you got you got such great Kent Brockman on there. He's one of the all time best characters. You know, yeah. that's that's one of his best episodes. I, I do yeah. think Skinner was a little lackluster in this one. 
but 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 he played Skinner. Yeah, he played Skinner, and he you know straighten up whatever. What uh, he's you know, uh, you know the man has a stick up his ass so far. It has a stick up his ass, you know. And I, I just <laughs> now there wasn't a Bart. There wasn't any Bart, and Bart's kind of like the other you know main uh, character. But uh, it was good, man. It, it was it's just a really good episode, and I think it falls in the top ten. Easily, so I yeah. mean, we could you can argue, you know, pedantically over which what number, but top ten. Isn't that what we're doing here? <laughs> right, that is what we're doing here, and so, so we're now now the part of the show we we put it in num- numerical order, um, and uh, Doctor Joyce, you don't have a, a list, but where would you put this on yours on your on your lists? It's, I haven't really sat down and, and looked through, you know. It would probably all be contained between seasons three and and nine or three and eight, probably. You know, like the the yeah. Conan O'Brien years, the Bill Oakley years. Um, so I don't I don't really know a list per se, but I would say this is probably in my top five. Top five. That's strong praise. Strong praise from a, from a harsh critic. Um, all right. So Dabs, where do you want it? You gave it an A now. I did give it an A now, and I'm, I have the list here. So, at my number nine is Homer's Enemy. Number 10 is King Size Homer. Number 11 is Deep Space Homer. And this one's going to slide in as the new number 11, supplanting Deep Space Homer. All right. I think that's a strong strong bump uh yeah you know this is a very homer centric episode and it kind of goes along with king size homer and deep space homer um and homer's enemy so yeah good choice last exit to springfeld field (laughs) uh, how do you spell how do you spell s e i n v (laughs) all right f (laughs) it's bennett you jackass all right (laughs) Some Seinfeld jokes there. All right. All right. Man. So I've got Marge versus the Monorail at number one and Lisa on Ice is number two. Bart on the Road, number three. Lemon of Troy, number four. Oh, man. Marge versus Bart on the Road, is that the Sun Sphere episode? Yeah. And I, I, that's my number three. And I basically moved to Knoxville because of that episode. And so it, it has to remain real high in my life. I think um, that's a poor life choice and a poor episode choice. Eh, I made a, Put it a even few, poorer life choice. A few poor life choices, especially, <laughs> especially when it come, became to making friends in Knoxville. But, you know. what? what but, hey, they do? got a Zaxby's there, so it wasn't they all do. bad. I am going to put this, man, I'm going to put this as my new number fives. Last exit to Springfield, bumping Springfield with a dollar sign down to number six. That's the casino episode, right? Yeah. And you, you, you think that one's pretty high. That, yeah. That's one of my favorites, too. I, I think that's probably one of the best. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dabs, you have it at seven. Yeah, I mean, think about that episode compared to this episode. Like, yeah, the concept is very bizarre and the, with the casino and everything. But the quotable line from that and, like, the Homer centrism of you know and mr burns evilness it's it's all there it's all there so all right mvp of the episode who you got i'm gonna go burns on this one all right fair choice he he, actually no i take that back i'm sorry i'm gonna go kent brockman I, i think brockman shines so well in this episode even in just a bit part 
hey, it's it's valid. What do you think, Dabs? Yeah, I'm going with Burns. Um, this is like we were talking about earlier. Perfect evil Burns. Like he falls out of the helicopter. He needs Homer's help to be resuscitated back. And then he's immediately evil again. <laughs> so there's just that's that's why I'm gonna go with Burns. And also his, he demanded an opening tirade. His tirade <laughs> about how he's gonna shut down the power was incredible. Incredible. But I'm gonna go Homer. I think his stupidity, where's my burrito, the curly shuffle. I, I just loved him so much in this episode. I got to go Homer as my MVP. This might be the most quotable episode we've watched. It's fantastic. What, what other quote quote lines do you remember? There's there's way too many. I mean, and this is like one of the more memed episodes also. Like Simpsons memes. This one's all over the place. The line yeah. for me that, that I quote all the time is I shouldn't have had all that beer and coffee and watermelon. <laughs> 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 just the, the idea of the stuff that they leave to your imagination of Burns serving up a bunch of watermelon to Homer. <laughs> it's just, and on top of it being such an absurd thing to say, right. it's one of, those, one of those things that the Simpsons does like no other. So, oh, so you envisioned that Burns served him the, the beer and the coffee and the, and the watermelon. See, I just assumed Homer had like preloaded like in the in the car like wolfing down a watermelon before he entered that's entirely possible too that's what's great about you know not explicitly showing you that stuff or right there's a lot of jokes that you can that they kind of leave your imagination so it who was, do you think uh, i think it was maybe mike reese on was on twitter a couple weeks ago where he went through a bunch of Simpsons jokes and just like kind of explain what they were going for, like some of the real bizarre stuff. Like, uh, you know, talked about so I says to Mabel, I says, and you know, just some some of of the really silly things that that you know most people probably don't get. And then there's some dumbasses on Twitter that like you know are asking about the really obvious things. Was that scene from The Godfather? Yeah. I, yeah, Mike, Mike Reese is a real smart guy. I've, I've heard him talk before. Um, yeah, I, I I often think about like what was going on in those writers' rooms. We talk about that a lot on the show, and it had to just be like those guys just being complete goofballs and just you know re- recording every single thing that they lived and then you know putting it into the episode. But anyway, who's your most good? There was an oral history of the monorail episode uh, in some online publication that you can probably just look it up by oral history of Marge versus the monorail and find it. But it it, it was really enlightening on, on what everything is like in the, in the writer's room. And they said, talking about that vice article. Yeah, that that could be it. Yeah. That's what it was. It was a vice article. uh, And it was, it was talking about how Conan wrote that episode and yeah. Yeah. That was a great article. He came in saying like singing the ring came off my pudding can just like, you know, I need to find a way to work this in there. Right. All right, best supporting character. Who you got? Um, I would say you know Homer and Burns probably the the two main characters of this episode. So I think I'm going to have to give it to Lisa. <laughs> as, as much as I, as much as I dislike Lisa, typically I I, th- I think she she shines in this episode. Dabs. Dr. Joyce nailed it. You could maybe go with Carl because he helped set up the story, but Lisa uh, has more funny stuff revolving around her, so I'm going to go with Lisa. 
Good, good call. Uh, I don't know who said the line, but goons hired goons. So <laughs> either Crusher or Low Blow. Possibly Crusher or Low Blow. I thought they were hilarious because that was the first time you see them. Um, but my, my best supporting character uh, is the vulture that looked like Burns. <laughs> <laughs> I like where you where you went with that one. Yeah. So, any final thoughts before we let you go here? Um, you know, just overall, great episode. I I think a lot of that, you know, season four, season five. There's there's some good just Simpsons versus Burns stuff, and like we mentioned, the the dollar sign Springfield one with the Burns Casino. That's kind of similar as another another classic episode where you know Burns is the totally evil guy I usually ask our guests this question so I'll ask you too Um, do you have like a jump the shark moment like where you think it really started to turn south or just perhaps a general like season this started to I mean I know you said three through nine but is there one that sticks out in your head where you're like okay I feel like you know growing up and watching these you know when they actually aired I felt like it kind of started to get bad. I think it was called summer of four foot two, where it was like a really Lisa heavy episode where she makes like friends when they go to Florida or whatever. A uh, little squam, squam, a port pool or whatever. I don't remember, but uh, yeah. I, I feel like thinking that's kind of where, okay, this show's not as good as it used to be. Now, looking back, it's probably not even a bad episode. And, you know, it's light years ahead of anything that's aired in the last 15 years. Yeah. But, yeah, that's where it started. People revere that episode. The 4 foot 2 one is, like, beloved by many, many Simpsons fans. But I, I I feel you where they're, like, really stretching it. And I think when they really got heavy, and it probably is season 12, I think, where they started to do this, where it's like... Hey, we're lazy and this is the joke. Like they just end on a stupid cliffhanger because like, oh, that's what we do on dumb TV shows. Like they played that way too many times. And it was funny once and then it just kind of became their MO. And it's like this is lazy writing. What when, when did you stop watching altogether? Um, I probably stopped I I want to say probably around 2004, 2005. That'd be about 15 or 16. Yeah, I think season 12 was probably the last one that was like still pretty funny. Even there were some bad episodes and and probably no perfect episodes. And like you guys talked about with the Hungry Hungry Homer episode, I think that was season 12. You know, the hunger strike for Homer, you're right, it just doesn't seem like him. And you know, to you juxtapose that against last exit to Springfield where Homer's such a boob. Right, versus, he could, you know, he he cares about, you know, other people's feelings and and hungry, hungry Homer and, and minor league go baseball. On the hunger strike. <laughs> <laughs> right. And well, Cesar, Cesar Romero played the Joker on the uh, Adam West Batman series. Oh, okay. Yeah, we didn't know who the hell that guy was. <laughs> Sorry, I had to fill in that bit of trivia from the last one. Well, thank you. What do you think, Dabs? What 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 do you, what do you got? I want to know what he thinks about Pokemon. Okay, let's hear it. About what? Uh, the episode Pokemon, where um, Marge befriends the criminal 
and th- he goes and lives at their house. Oh, the Michael Keaton episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it has its moments. Um, overall, I mean, I I don't really like those high concept episodes. Well, actually, I mean, some of the I guess Burns building a casino is kind of high concept, but um, the introduction of new characters like that usually aren't very good. Um, yeah. But it, it definitely had some funny moments. On a scale of one to ten, what would you rate your Puma Pride? <laughs> uh, I'm wearing Puma sweatpants, Puma socks, Puma underwear right now, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna go a nine. All right, that's pretty strong. All right, that's not fair. All right, that episode was t- <laughs> that episode was terrible. And who would desecrate a helpless Puma? I don't know. But all right, Dabs, any final words before before we let Dr. Joyce Brothers go? No. All right. Well, well then we're going to leave you with, <laughs> our, with our final three words, as we always do. Lisa needs braces. I brought my own mic. <laughs> do it Thanks twice. for having me on, fellas. Watch The Simpsons.